If you turn with me, dear family, to John chapter 17. The meditation today is from John 17, and the sermon today is from John 17. If you would rise, please, we're going to read verses 11 through 13. Uh, Well, I'll read 11, and you can see 12 through 13. This is the word of God. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, holy. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Oh, Father, we thank you that we can have joy in the Lord Jesus, and we can have joy as we come to your word now. Open our eyes to understand it, to delight in it, to obey it, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in verse 11, just a a bit of a review. In verse 11, the Lord Jesus prayed to his Father, addressing him as Holy Father, that the Father would uh, keep or guard or protect uh, through his name, through who he is, the power of his name, of of who he is, his character, those that the Father had given to him as his Son. By the power of the Father, these were kept. They were kept and they were preserved in the Son. And the desire of the Son was that these would be one, just as they are, even as he and the Father are one. And in the next two sentences of of verse 12, the Lord Jesus said that he kept them. He kept them. The Lord Jesus kept them also during this time with them on the earth. He did so in the Father's name, and he did so according to the Father's will and for his name's sake. He fulfilled his ministry as their shepherd. And he kept them. He taught them. He performed miracles. He helped them to understand uh, the Father more fully and correctly. And he gave them the words that he was sent to give. And praise God, all believers are kept by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Lord God is able to keep us his own. The doxology of the letter of Jude declares uh, that God is able to keep his own from stumbling. And to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Praise God. He will keep us until we are in the presence of his glory. Where there is fullness of joy indeed. Matthew Henry said, As the wicked are reserved for the day of evil, so the righteous are preserved for the day of bliss. So reserved and preserved. Let me read that again. As the wicked are reserved for the day of evil, so the righteous are preserved for the day of bliss. Paul was confident of being kept, and we should be also, dear family, that he who has begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The author of our faith will also be certainly the finisher of our faith. We will be kept by grace. And this should be such a joy for us to know, such a joy as we come to the table and see the cost of of that. And our part of this communion with him after his calling, after his regeneration, involves prayer. Certainly involves a life of prayer. Speaking with God continually. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, for example, which the Lord gave as a model. 
as we have in John 17. We pray, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. In other words, protect us, keep us, keep me, Lord, from evil. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard, will keep your hearts and your minds through or in Christ Jesus. Your minds will be kept on him. So as we pray, as we adore him and confess and pray prayers of thanksgiving and bring our supplications, we can know the peace of God, which will guard our hearts and our minds. It will keep our, our hearts and our minds fixed on the Lord Jesus, because he is our peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 26.3 promises, it says, uh, Isaiah was saying to the Lord, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Stayed means fixed. And our minds are fixed on Jesus as they are. We can know a peace that is unknown in the world. And we can know that we, he will keep us. And the disciples were kept by him for the Father with the planned exception of the son of perdition, that is Judas Iscariot. Perdition is eternal punishment and destruction in hell. And the Lord emphasized that this was a fulfillment of Scripture, according to Zechariah 11 and Psalm 69. And then also in uh, Psalm 41.9, Jesus quoted in chapter 13 of, of the book of John, which was in the, begin the beginning of the sermon that the uh, prayer we're studying came after. He said this, Even my own fam familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Yes, it was in fulfillment of Scripture. But of his own, he says this. This is what our Lord Jesus says to his sheep. My sheep hear my voice. We know who our shepherd is. We know the voice of the one calling us. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hands. No one. No enemy of the Lord will be able to take the Father's, from the Father's hand one that he is keeping. He is preserving. And this is why, verse 29 of John chapter 10, my Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. You cannot thwart the will of God, who is greater than all. No matter how weak you know, we may feel, you may feel how low you may get, or how you wonder at how God can love you. If you are walking in faith, by faith, you must not doubt this. He will keep you. Proverbs 24 says, A righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall be overthrown by calamity. Another passage about the surety of being kept by the Lord Jesus uh, in the Gospel of John this is in chapter 6, verse 37. It says, All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. In other words, that's a very strong statement. That it will never happen. It will certainly not happen that you will be cast away. Verse 38, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. Matthew Henry said this, It is the unspeakable comfort of all believers that Christ himself 
has committed them to the care of God in this prayer. Christ himself has committed us to the care of God. Those cannot but be safe whom the Almighty God keeps, and he cannot but keep those whom the Son of his love commits to him. We have two certainties there. And then back in this prayer, our Lord said to his Father, but now I come to you. And these things I speak in the world. In other words, I'm speaking now to uh, my own, to his own. That they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. That was his desire. That while on the earth, certainly in heaven, but while on the earth, that they would uh, know this joy. A fulfilled joy in themselves. Knowing that uh, he keeps us. We should know that he keeps us. And that should cause us also to be very joyful on any given day, no matter what we are facing. And he is repeating what he said in verse 11, that he was rejoicing in coming to the Father and coming to the throne of glory with his Father again. And that joy he has with his Father, which he has always known, is what he prays for us to have with him and with each other also. He spoke these things so that we would have his joy fulfilled in us, the everlasting joy in the relationship of the Father uh, with him uh, with the Son and in the Spirit. And again, it's awesome beyond my comprehension and understanding to think how much He loves me. Think how much He loves us to pray this, that His joy would be fulfilled in us. And He desires, and, and He is able, as we just saw, to keep us and to enable us uh, now to walk in His joy more and more, experiencing it more and more, having His joy fulfilled in us and anticipating the joy uh, he has like he has with his, his father. And may we come to this table now, dear family, uh, in awe of his love for us and uh, come in joy, which we certainly have in him. Let's pray. Oh Lord, how can we comprehend your great love for us? A love that is sacrificial and eternal, and desires for us to be fulfilled with joy, to be filled with joy and with the Spirit, with your joy. And it must be by your Spirit. And so we ask that you would help us even now, Lord, to be filled with joy as we come to your table, to be nourished by your grace and to be strengthened with our joy in you. And we thank you for hearing our prayer and praise you and exalt you in the name of Jesus. Amen.